Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad Dad Baseball. We are here to announce the MLB is back. Uh, we're excited. Get your fantasy leagues ready. Finally. Yeah, get all your updates here, all your uh, lists for top players at each position for keeper leagues. Um, we also have March Madness. Today was Selection Sunday, so we have the brackets out. It's the best time of year. It is it is a great time of year. And then on top of that, our boy Brady is back. So Dude, just... He just cocked everybody. Oh, this is baseball, fucking March Madness, and Brady's like, you know what? I don't have the spotlight enough. Apparently, I'm just gonna take this Sunday over, and it's just he's gonna come back and he's gonna start slinging the rock around the field again and dominate like he always does. He loves it so much that he just like I mean, what he spent two months away and he's like, nah, I'm coming back. Was it even like, that long? It seemed like it was like yesterday. Probably two, so. probably two weeks. I don't know. He's like, I, I got to stay home with my wife and kids. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to the field all day. <laughs> this bringing my kids to school shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, yeah, yeah. Waiting in the freaking school pickup line. No. What was the deal? Did Gronk, uh, is he, did he contract oh, run out? Now. Did his contract now. run he'll out? He'll be back now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Gronk will be back. Yeah, no, Godwin will be back. Uh, obviously, Mike, he'll okay, be back. I mean, what about AB? <laughs> he's a goner. He's a goner. But. Yeah, they, football, man. I mean, they this the NFL always finds a way just like hijacking everything. Like the MLB announces that it's coming back, and one player from the NFL is big enough to be bigger news than any yep. signing that's happened or any trade that's happened in the MLB. Like we're trying to be excited about it, but like we thought there'd be a ton of signings. And we haven't seen anything. It's Carlos Rondon going to the San Francisco. Ah, oh, it's so dull. Yeah. It's so we dull. Were, we, were, we were like, I think when like when they broke the news on was it Thursday, we were like, we we were in a group text. We we're just like, oh, this is gonna be incredible. Like we're gonna be touching on so much stuff. Like when we record on Sunday, and nothing's happened. <laughs> like it's just as a Red Sox fan, I look and they like sign like two left-handed relievers today. One of them who had like an eight and a half ERA last year. So that's typical of them. But yeah, I just, I know. I mean, eventually like Shorey, Shorey keeps saying to us that once Freeman signs, the rest of the dominoes are going to fall. So hopefully that happens uh, sooner than later because this is getting, there's not a lot to talk about. And hopefully it's with the Yankees too, right? Oh, you guys are probably trading for I, Matt I just feel like he's just given the Braves so much time to be like, this is what I want. Yeah. I feel like there's offers out there from the Yanks and the Dodgers, but he just right, wants yeah. to play. And, like yeah, he watches I mean, kids watch him play, and like the fans know his family. It's I like Freddie staying probably in Atlanta just because that's where he, he's from. I mean, he's you know built his name. And the thing is, too, is they're not. I mean, and it's just predictions. You know, some some team is probably going to go more, but I feel like most of the predictions you see because Freeman's what 32, 33 now. Like it's there, he's not. I, from what I've seen, like people are not predicting he's going to get like a seven or eight year deal. It's you know it's five or six. Kate came into his late thirties, so it's not like I just it's. I think it'd be stupid for Atlanta not to not to resign him. But yeah, they have a lot of young guys though. They have to look for the future, so it'll be interesting. Like. You know, you don't want to sign a bad contract that's going to yeah, you but, know, risk risk these other guys. But if you look at, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't even know if they have, because look at the contracts Albies and Acuna signed. They already have them, they're yeah. Very mm-hmm. te- they're very team-friendly. I mean, if those two guys hit the open market when they were like 26 or 27, 
Oh. I mean, both of them guys would sign for they'd be three, three, you know, three hundred million be, each. Yeah, Kuna would be Acuna. at least. Acuna yeah. might would probably he might be pushing a half a bill. Honestly, yeah. that guy is yeah. a fucking electric factory. Which is wild to think they won the World Series without him. So without that him. is crazy. Yep. They I mean, I, how much I, better are they gonna be? And you know, and the thing is, is I don't really want to bring it up, but they also they also won the World Series without friggin' Ozuna because he was mm-hmm. like beat his wife or whatever the hell he, he got, did. I mean, that guy was he, he yeah. Twenty game suspension suspension. Did I see that right? And then they already like counted it towards him because the team gave him a break, so he's like ready to come back. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of that. Did he not any, get any legal trouble at all? I think he did, but I think like it's in the contract. That it's only twenty games. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think I read that. I mean, you have to go on his name. I think I like just read his name on fan tracks, and that's what it said. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surprising because I actually feel like with some of that stuff, like Major League Baseball's taken somewhat of a stand on the like the domestic violence stuff, mm-hmm. like whether all the Chapman and I think there was somebody else a few years ago. I mean, it's a complete yeah. opposite in the NFL. They like suspend. They pretty much just give Ray Rice like three weeks off and then just let him go about it or whatever it was. And then like Calvin Ridley bets on a game. They suspend him for a year. I mean, the hypocrisy <laughs> in the NFL was fucking absurd. I, It drives me nuts, but that's just the way it is, I guess. Yep. And then uh, we got Selection Sunday. Who do you guys uh, have? You guys looked at your brackets yet? We, uh, we know who Kev's taking. I, yeah, I mean, I, I looked. I looked and saw where Duke is. I saw they're in the region with Gonzaga. Uh, I mean, they've already beat him this year, but it's the West region, so obviously traveling out west is not the easiest thing. But I haven't really studied the bracket too much. No, I think looking at it, uh, just. Looking real quick, I think the South is loaded. But Arizona was one of the best teams in the country all year. Mm-hmm. The two seeds, Villanova, same thing. Tennessee just rolled through the SEC uh, SEC tournament. They're the three seed, and then the four seeds, a big t- the Big Ten regular season champion, Illinois. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that Houston. I mean, Houston's no chump either. Houston, no, no not is, at all. They've been playing great too, and they won their their. Uh, and is it? And it was yep, it a yep. UAB with uh, was it Jelly Walker? That guy's nickname. They yeah, it is. Nasty run for UAB. So, the South is the South is loaded. I think other than that, it's probably the uh, the East. I mean, you got Baylor, Purdue, UCLA's the four. I mean, any time a team like North Carolina and their pedigree is an eight seed, you know, it's it's got to be a good bracket. It's like a buy. It's like getting a buy. Carolina's going to get the. If Carolina gets by Marquette, they're going to get their shit pushed in by Baylor. When's the last time we had a repeat champion? Was it was it Florida? Probably right. Yeah, I think it was. I don't think anybody else has done it. Shout out Florida. I know. Didn't think I was going to say their name today because they didn't make the fucking brackets, but. Hey, thanks for bringing them up. Two-time champs. Uh, I think it was like 06, 07, but sounds right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah them teams are nasty too, though. They were loaded. And they I think stayed Corey, for a while. I think Corey Brewer just came out and said that they had they, they were the greatest college team of all time. That's I mean, a stretch. He's obviously on the team, but yeah, he came out and said yeah, that just this week. It was that loaded. might be a stretch. I don't know. Yeah, Florida 06, 07, last repeat. No, it's going to be – this is the best time of year. I, I freaking love it. It's like all I want to do is like take like Thursday, Friday off and just like sit around the house and like oh, yeah. beer and, and just watch games. It's it's Just root for underdogs. It's, it's all it is yeah. for me. I, don't, I root for like, – with, like, with I mean, Carolina's an eight seed. I, yeah. I, you know, for all the listeners, I like North Carolina. I, 
I fully admit when I was like seven years old and like 92, when I think they won the national title, they were the best team in the country. So I just jumped on the bandwagon then. So, uh, but they, they're, I mean, they're not going to win the tournament. So I just want chaos. I just want mm-hmm. complete chaos and I want Duke to lose in the first round. That's, That's the best. really all I ask for. <laughs> they're pretty good at doing that, man. They've done that a few times over the last like 10 years. Yeah. But well, then they've lost a 15 seed too, didn't they? Like, like yeah, I think it was like, was it Colgate? Was it Colgate? I don't know. That's ringing a bell. Oh, Did uh, oh, I think it was the time when uh, CJ McCollum was there, wasn't it? Is that what you're thinking of? Lehigh. Lehigh. Yeah, that's yep. what it was. It was a 15 two. Yep. It was I think it was McCollum. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, you guys put a lot of money down this uh, this month? You know, I will, if I'm watching a game, I'm going to throw some money just like on my normal betting, but nothing. Um, I don't really have any squares or any other big no. big bets now. Yeah, I, I, we do the squares. Uh, but other than that, I don't really I don't really gamble on game to game basis at all. So no, I hate doing game to game. I don't. Yeah, I hate doing it because, you know, you start rooting for a team that's a one seed over like a 16 just because you want to win like, you know, a little bit of money where I'd rather in the end see the six, you know, the upset and see like all the Cinderella uh, teams. I think we could all agree uh, that if we could put some money down, it would be playing the dollar game. If we dollar could, game. Like, so oh, boy. Get together and do so, that. Gee, why don't you uh, fill the listeners in on what the dollar game is if they're not, if they're not all right. familiar with it? So dollar game, you have to go get a bunch of singles. Seems kind of weird. It feels you, like you're gonna go your to the wife strip club. Might think, yeah. say your wife might think you're going to the strip <laughs> yeah. club. But, but you know, get a bunch of get a bunch of dollars, preferably forty of them. And what you do is you sit around in a circle, and uh, basically the first minute of the game is your minute. And if a three pointer is hit in that minute, then you get the pot that's in the middle of the circle. If no three is made, then everyone throws another dollar in, and then the next person around the circle gets to go, and so forth and so on. We've had some times, man, we got to, like, what, eight or nine minutes or in a row with no three, and there's ten of us playing, and yeah, just pretty exciting. No, it's been, it's, been, it's just a lot of fun, and it's like, you know, as soon as somebody, every time the three, uh, three balls up, it's like everybody's standing up, waiting, and yeah. then, you know, waiting with bated breath on whether it's going to go in or not. It's, it's it's not going to make you rich, but it's going to be a no. fun way to watch no. a game. If you want to be the most the hated guy in the room, yeah, <laughs> let that three rain yeah. in your minute. Yeah. And then you go, yeah. And then, but like, not only that, but like G was saying, you got to get a bunch of singles. Looks like you're going to the strip club. And a lot of times you go to the bank and ask for them. And the teller's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm not <laughs> going to the strip club. I'm not doing what you think I'm doing, but. <laughs> Oh shit! It's like, and the thing is, I'd rather be playing the dollar game than do that anyway. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, those those days are long gone. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh fucking! I'm in bed by eight o'clock most nights. This is staying up this late to record's crushing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get it started. We're gonna do first base today, and we're gonna do uh, what backwards from ten to one of our top ten keeper first baseman. Let's yeah, get it going, so baby. Starting at number 10, his, uh, we only had one guy put him on, on his top 10, but he was high enough up the list that he made our composite top 10, and that's Kyle Schwarber. He's currently a free agent right now. So, uh, Show Dog, why don't you kick us off on that's, this one? Because that's my guy. Had him. Yeah, no, I think he's – I mean, he's got that first base eligible. I don't know if he'll, he'll keep it going forward. He'll probably find himself in a DH spot, um, especially maybe in an NL team. 
So I don't know if he'll have it going forward, but right now I feel like he's a better hitter than, than some of the guys on the list. He seems to be getting better as he gets older. He's getting on base a ton. Um, he was on base, I mean, on pace for, I think, 46 home runs, um, close to 100 runs scored and 100 RBIs. Um, he missed some time because of injury, but he also stole 10 bases too. So um, I've, Kyle Schwarber does a little bit of everything, but he's he's actually, I mean, his OPS is over 900, and there's only two, two other guys on the top 10 list that have that. So, uh, yeah. One thing I want to say about this too, I think this is this is crucial because of how our leagues are set up. So like we our league we use is on base. Yeah. We don't even we don't even touch batting average. So if you're in a batting average league, I think Schwarber's someone you probably would maybe be a little hesitant with taking because yeah. I mean he bet he hit two sixty six last year batting average, but the dude walks so many so much that his on base was three seventy four. So in our league, Schwarber's a monster because his on base is so high and uh but batting average league I would probably just stay away from him. But I, I, I really looked at him and I compared him to Chris Bryan, right? And I just went one for one. He's a, he's a year younger. He had a better on base. He actually had a better batting average. He had way higher uh, slugging. He hit more home runs. Um, and he it was on pace for more runs and more RBIs. And so, so to me, it was... Fagola yeah. probably knows this. Fagola, what was the what was the run he went on in the Nationals when they moved Millie Dolph oh. last year? What, what did he, did oh, he do? Something like 15 crazy. homers in like three weeks or something? Yeah, nuts. it was something absurd. I swear, it's like every time every time you started a game, it was like the run Joey Votto had last year too. He yeah. just he was absolutely mashed. And sure to pick, kind of piggyback off your comparison with him and Bryant, I guess I put Bryant at ten on this list um, ahead of Schwarber because I guess I just really what it comes down to is their future value is where I think they're gonna you know not where they think they're gonna sign, but I for some reason I just in my head I feel like. Bryant's situation after both of them signed this year is going to be better than Schwarber's. I don't know why I think that. So that's why I like Bryant more moving forward because I think he's, you know, if Schwarber goes to stays with the Sox, and you know, I think he it probably pushes him ahead um, of Bryant for me. But if he goes to the Phillies, I don't really love the Phillies lineup other than Harper. Um, they have some they have some guys coming up and some, but I just I don't love that yeah. lineup. No. So He'll- I think it's really lineup dependent for me, and that's why I, I just. In my head, I'm like, I think Brian's going to be put in a better situation um, when this year starts. So that's why I went with Brian over Schwarber. I think Schwarber, right now, the top two teams are the Red Sox and the Phillies. And I think both teams, he ends up being the leadoff batter, which is a ton of plate appearances. And that, I mean, I don't think Chris Bryant's leading off. So that's probably, you know, that adds up his plate appearances, walks, his runs. His, and if he gets on in front of Harper, <laughs> Harper had no one to get on base in front of him. It's going to yeah. be huge because he's going to score a ton of runs and, and Harper, it's going to go up too, because he's going to have a ton of RBIs. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Number nine on this list. We, uh, this was probably the most, well, other than the, some of the guys at the top, um, for guys in the back half, the most accurate ranked guy. Um, we had two guys put Andrew Vaughn at 10 and another person put him at eight. Um, he definitely didn't have a great year last year, but I think that we're all obviously by the ranking are pretty optimistic on uh, what his future value is. Um, I think that a big issue last year with him was Larusa. I think Larusa mm-hmm. just it was awful how he used him. He didn't give. I don't think he gave him a true opportunity to actually um, showcase what uh, what he actually has for skills. I mean, even though he had such a bad year last year, I mean, his slash line was not good. 235, 309, 396. But 
you know, he, he was still in the 81st percentile for hard hit rate, 82nd percentile in average exit velocity, 94th percentile in max exit velos. His future and in his future hit grade on fan graphs a 70 and his future's uh, game power is a 60. So yep. I like Vaughn a lot. I just wish LaRusso would get, retire because his old ass <laughs> is fucking – the baseball's passed him by. He needs to uh. fucking get the fuck out and somebody else takes that team over. Let Vaughn hit, put him in the middle of the lineup and let that kid go. Cause I think he's still, I think he's still going to rake. I, I mean, this is completely, the reason he's on this list is all potential. And that's it. Like you said, his first season wasn't good at all. Uh, but his call, it's just, it's college chats. And I understand that, but his, uh, in 2018 OPS of 1.35. And then in 2019 an OPS of 1.243, mm-hmm. it's just insane numbers. Mm-hmm. It, Obviously, he's never going to do that in the majors, but if he can even be somewhat close, that's insane. This dude will shoot up the rankings this year if he can just somewhat turn around, yeah. but I am completely on board with you. I freaking hate Larusa. I thought that was one of the dumbest signings that we've seen in a long time, players or coaches. And he's still there. It's such a young team, and they just brought in the oldest dinosaur to run that team, <laughs> and I just I hate it. Yeah, what was it? And exactly, because what was the situation last year? And I, I wish I could remember this, where he got pissed off at one of his players. Yeah. He, was it? Yep. I, did he pimp a home run or he did something? He's like, that's not nah, what baseball's about. Shut the fuck up, you old piece of shit. It's exactly like what baseball makes baseball fun now is these young kids pimping the hell out of home runs. And as far as I'm concerned, if a pitcher doesn't like it, don't fucking serve one up. It was that Yerman uh, Mercedes dude. Remember him? Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, he was on a start it out. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So I, yeah. I, yeah, Tony LaRusso, I can just, yeah, fuck just him, retire, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, Vaughn for me, I agree with everything you guys said, potential. And, and it's like, you know, it's such a, you need confidence to be hitting. And it seemed like he didn't have it last year. So maybe the spring he'll just come out and, and smash some balls around. Cause obviously he can hit. And I hope that he, I mean, that he's in a white Sox lineup to me. That's really good. So if yeah. they could just give him that chance about, you know, that five, three, four, three, four, five. Yeah, any of those spots, man. He he could put up monster numbers. So, uh, I I look forward to seeing what he can do. Hopefully, he gets his chance. We don't we just don't know if it will. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what's weird. I is I feel like even when he's in the lineup, he's hitting like six or seven. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he's getting I mean, nights off. He's not playing yeah. every night. Like it, when these guys struggle, they have to play to get out of their freaking slump, and and he's not giving him a chance. It's it's fucking fucking Larusa. All right, moving on. Well, well, we touched base on him. This guy briefly a few minutes ago with uh, Chris Bryant. He comes in at number eight on the composite rankings. Uh, yeah, I mean, like five years ago, this dude looked like the surest thing, didn't he? I mean, like he had that MVP season in 2017. It wasn't like the greatest MVP season we've ever seen, but I think he still had like 38 or 39 homers that year. Uh, I don't mean I don't know. Was it injuries that you kind of slowed him down a little bit, but he had an all right year last year with the Giants split with the Cubs, right? I think he split halfway. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing for him is just going to be where he signs. I mean, this dude's still only, he's only what? Is he 29 right now? He's 30. 30, I think. 30. Just turned 30. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for this guy is going to be where he signs, but I think we've seen in the past that he can, he can friggin' provide a lot for your team, stolen bases, homers, everything. So I'm anxious to see where he goes. I thought when Chris yeah. Bryant came up, he was in like a 40 home run, lock it in every year. And he just, he hasn't done it um, since, I mean, 2000, 2016 was the last time he was even close to, to 40 home runs. So I, I Chris Bryant, he, 
I mean, right when he came up, he was like the most talked about guy with the most power, but he just hasn't been able to do it consistently enough for me to be in the top five for first baseman rankings. And I do love that he has first, third, and outfield. Like, I love guys that can do multiple things. You can move around your lineup yeah. more. So that that was a big plus for me. But um, just looking at his last year stats is um, it's not overwhelming. It's 25 home runs, right? I mean, that's yeah, 25. You expect way more. Out of OPS just over eight. Yeah, yeah, point eight. Yeah, I mean, not great. Uh, no, I think it's. I think his value, future value, is all dependent upon where he, where he goes, where he signs. You know, if he signs with, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Sox uniform for the right price. Um, playing left field out there, I, you know, I could see him just peppering doubles off that, off that wall. You he know, seems hitting, like a guy that is going to make a smart decision. Like he's not going to go take a ton of money in a bad team. I feel like he's like right. been there before where he's won and it's way more fun. So I feel like he knows that he's only got like probably six more prime years of his career. So like, I, I agree. He's going to go to a, a team that's going to help. Uh, bigger. I think they are saying that him and uh, was it Bryce Harper are pretty good friends. So like the Phillies are the yeah. front runners, I think for him. Uh, but I think, I think just showing that we started the list off with Schwarber, Vaughn and Bryant just shows how, Bad. Weak first weak, bases. Weak. I mean, the top the top of first base is pretty pretty awesome. Don't get me wrong, but that the fact that we got these three guys in these top tens just shows that it's well, it's not yeah. what it used to and be I'll, ten years ago. No, and I was gonna say too, and I think if you look at all our top tens, I think KG you had Jared Walsh in there at twenty eight, who didn't you know didn't make mm-hmm. the composite rankings. I had you you had him at nine. I had Josh Bell in at nine. So, I, you know, we had, there was a couple extra guys that we had. I mean, I really think between like eight and 10, you could have probably, you could have made the argument for like six or six or seven other yeah. guys that like fit into that mold yeah. because it's really bad. It's, you know, there are some young first basemen that are coming up that hopefully that, you know, it switches back. I think G touched on that a few episodes ago, as far as the um, first base and the profile of the guys, like, you know, being like the best position for fantasy. But right now it's, it's weak. It is. It is. Even even seven, I mean, it'll well, get yeah, on next. Yeah, I mean, is, he right. is kind of weird. He could be right, Andrew Vaughn yeah, well, next year. Right. So let's let's hit that seven. We have uh, Spencer Torkelson. I think we have. Uh, I think Kevin and I had him at seven. And would you have yep. him at Shorey? Six, six. Yeah, I had him. Shorey yeah. had him at six. So we had him, we had him fairly close together. But again, like you said, this could be a really weird situation. What happens with him? Um, he may be he may struggle when he first comes up. He could be in the same spot as Andrew Vaughn, or he could be, you know, he could rise up and be uh, Austin Riley. You know, he can have those monster, fir- he can come out of the minors and just mash in everything. You just never know with these guys, right? It's because you don't know how long it takes pitchers to adjust to them. And then once pitchers adjust to them, they have to adjust to pitchers. And, and it takes a while sometimes. But, I mean, if you're just looking at his hitting, it's it's elite hitting. So you you have high expectations. Um, like I said, this is keeper league format. So if you want a guy this year, you want probably all the guys we've already listed: Chris Bryant, Vaughn, Schwarber. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking in a keeper league, Spencer Torkelson to me has more value than those guys. I'm not going to trade him straight up for any of them. So yeah, I, I think I think in a keeper league, there's you can make an argument that you'd rather have Torkelson than some of the guys ahead of him on this list, but the fact that we've never seen a play it's yeah i could i mean i could see the debate on both sides of that argument like yep. you know do you take the short thing or do you take the guy who has a way higher ceiling than some of these guys ahead of him but uh I, college he dominated his first first full year of pro ball he dominated i don't see why we should expect him not to dominate when he gets to the majors 
Yeah, I mean, and the only thing, the other thing, like I, I think I touched on base on this on the first episode about him is when he first comes up, you know, you you worry about the you know the rook get adjusting to major league baseball life. It I don't even is it still called Comerica? Comerica is not a hitter's ballpark. No, it's, it's not. not. It's it's not a it's not a great ballpark. And I know when I said that the last time, I'm sure he said, "Well, Mickey hit there." Yeah. Well, again, Mickey's a Hall of Famer. Torkelson's not even near that right yeah. now, but. So that, that'd be, that's my only concern with Torque, but obviously all of us are confident enough in him uh, moving forward in his skill set that he's going to be, you know, he's going to be one of these top guys. And we could probably do this two or three years from now. He could be, well, he's not going to be number one because there's another guy that's going to be number one. He'll probably be, he could be two. I think uh, it's huge for Torkelson though that Miggy is still there because I think that's such like an awesome guy to learn from. I mean, oh, no like doubt. you said, he's he's one of the greatest to ever play and uh, it's it's huge. it's huge that he's still there. For sure. Okay, moving on. Number uh, six on the list. This is uh, Shorey's a big fan of this guy. So, what, what, Shorey, why don't you jump you know, in on uh, I, Max Muncy? It's funny. You guys have both have him higher on your list, but Max Muncy is just, just a hitting machine. Um, the guy has some serious pop. He just keeps getting – it's like he gets better every year. He came out of nowhere. He had 36 home – he was like – he was going for MVP last year. Um, 36 home runs. Uh, 94 RBI, 95 runs. His on base is 370. He only bats 250. So, I mean, if you're going to be in a batting average league, he's not going to help you there. But on base, he just gets on and then he scores a ton of runs because he's in a great lineup. Um, there's nothing that you like. I just love him. And he plays multiple positions too. So, um, we don't know. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing right here is how does he feel about his injury? He had a, you know, bad injury last game of the year last year. We've all seen it. Um, it's his non-throwing arm, so he is hitting. He's in batting cages right now. They say he's at 85%, which is bananas to me. Like, how do you know if a guy is 85%? Like, I feel like I've been injured a ton of times, and I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm going to wake up today. I'm 75% good. But, sorry, I got off track. But I I, <laughs> I, I, I love Max Muncy. I feel like I keep waiting for him to fall off a cliff. Like, where did he come from? What just happened? And he's just... I go and turn on his stats because they play late and we were in the East Coast, they're on the West Coast, and I'm like, oh, Max Muncy, three mm-hmm. RBIs, two runs, uh, and he walked three times. Perfect. Well, you know what's, and what's crazy about him, too, is I was looking at his baseball savant page today. His chase rate is in the 99th percentile. Yeah. The guy does not chase pitches out of the zone. I mean, which is weird, and it's weird to see that his batting average was only like 249. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you think it'd be... You know, you think he would have a higher batting average if he's not chasing bad pitches, but he doesn't chase bad. He doesn't chase pitches out of the zone. His and he barrels balls at 92 percent. Uh, his walk rate's 96 percent. I think he walks at 14 percent of the time. I mean, he's just he, there's so much things you can like about Muncie, and you just you know the the only concern I have with him, and it's what you just said, piggybacking off what you said, Shorey was. His his injury and if it's his non-throwing arm and with it with National League having a DH now, even if he's having issues with yeah. his arms and he can't really play the field, Huge. you can put him at the plate and he's gonna rake. And he's probably like not gonna be like a starting second baseman or a starting third baseman or a first baseman. So he's probably gonna like dabble a little bit of everything and get that utility spot open again for the next year. So this guy's great to have in your fan squad because, like you said, the position, he plays so many, so you can plug him in whenever you want. The guys are off. But I, I know Shuri said this, but I can't stress it enough. If you're in a batting average league, I would maybe stay away from him a little bit. He bet, His on-base was 119 points higher than his batting average. The dude's always at the top for walks, but 
if you're in the major, if uh, for a major league team, he's an awesome guy to have on your team. If you're in an on-base league, he's an awesome guy to have on your team. I think this brings up like what we just talked about: Spencer Torkelson, Max Muncie, right? Like, <clears throat> obviously, this year you want Max Muncie. So if you're building a roster and you're ready to win, if like say you need to add one more piece to your team and you and you're at the top. Go get Max Muncy because you want to win the championship this year. But if you're like, you know, you're in a keeper league and your team's struggling, I'd much rather have Torkelson because you're not going to win this year, but he's going to help you in the future. So it's, I think you have to add these guys as your year goes on on who you want. Um, That's a good each point. Teams, yeah, each team's going to be different. You might need, you might need Torkelson, or you know, uh, Max Muncy's going to help you a lot for the next couple of years. But I don't know how how much longer he can go. Yeah, but as you know. And it, as long as he's playing that Dodgers lineup, I still think he's gonna he's still gonna produce because the Dodgers. Oh, I love Max. You know, yeah. They've shown willingness to spend money. They're you know, especially with Trey Turner to top that lineup now. <laughs> yeah, Turner and Betts in front yeah. of you. Well, yeah, and then yeah, it's crazy, but. Hopefully, I mean, sure. it'd be cool if Bell. I don't own Bellinger, but it'd be cool if Bellinger could sucks. figure it out, man. He was Bellinger a machine was three I years mean, ago. You gotta think, so you weird. think about something like that. I was say, like you just said, if we did this thing three years ago, yeah. Bellinger's probably number one on this list. Is he, he, is he, he first base hitting. eligible? I think he is. I don't know if he's just outfield now. Yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, maybe a look. Just but... outfield now. I thought he was first base too, but I mean, he was talking a guy that was hitting 40 homers, and I think he was like a 40-30 guy, right? The year he won the MVP. I mean, he was unbelievable. I think his OPS and was over just, one, yeah. Too. He only played first base four times last year, so he oh, does not okay. have it. So he didn't yeah. get it. All right. Yeah. So I kind of <clears throat> retract that. Dagger. Statement, but... That's a dagger. <laughs> yeah, it's a dagger for, well, I was going to say for Bird, but Bird's uh, yeah. longer in the league. So, um, I, sure, I feel like the next, like, between Muncie, actually, like, Torque, it's, like, Muncie, it's all his players, isn't guys, it? It should just be guys, guys that you just you want to talk about. So, yeah. uh, at, at five, um, I think we all had him right around this, right around this spot, um, between four and five. I don't know if anybody had him. Anymore. Someone had him too. I had him Someone had him too. I had him too. Sure, you got him too. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! All right, yeah. so let's get to Shorty, yeah, take- Austin Riley at five. We had him at five, but you had him at two. You know, so this is the thing: is a lot of people are waiting for Austin Riley to fall back and go back to like reality. He had a monster year last year. His stats were phenomenal. I just, until I, I've been saying this, you know, on all these, like, I'm, until it happens, who's to say he's not even getting better than he was last year? He's only 24 years old. That's that's huge. He's, he's like barely even, you know, he's barely even seen it. So um, he obviously adjusted to pitchers where he, he, I mean, his batting average was 303. His on base, 367. That could get better. His slugging was 531. So his, his OPS is right at 900. He had 91 runs, 33 home runs. And 107 RBIs, and that's you know they're gonna add Acuna to that, Acuna to that. Hopefully Freddie Freeman comes back. He was a ton of those runs. He has zero stolen bases, so that's not gonna help you. But I just don't see why why he can't. He could get better, and and that's you know that's what I'm just saying is like until he falls back a little bit, you know I just take him over some of these other guys that we're gonna hear because of the age. And I wonder if yeah. I was just gonna say so. Let me say that if Freeman if Freeman doesn't come back. Does that change your outlook at all? Yeah, no, that 100% does. So I do think that even if Freeman doesn't come back, they got to find something at first base. I don't think Riley's – well, Riley might move to first base and they might find something at third base. Who knows? Um, but either way, I do think Freeman is a huge impact on that. The guy – I mean, Freeman scored – 
The whole lineup, yeah. I mean, Freeman was 120 runs, so think about that. Like, he gets on base so much that he scores a ton of runs. And Freeman's great on the base, base paths. For an older guy and a bigger dude, he's, he stole some bases and he used to steal more, but he's actually really good on the base paths. So um, Austin Riley was able to, you know, mash him in a bunch, but I think that Freddie Freeman's a huge impact on what happens in the future for, for Austin Riley. The biggest thing for Riley is that he's going to have Acuna and Albies in front of him. So he's going to have yeah. tons of run-producing like opportunities. Yeah. It, they're just going to be there for him all the time because those guys get on base all the time. Yep. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. So even if Freeman goes, I I don't even I don't even know if it's the worst thing in the world for Riley because I think he's just going to have more opportunities because it Freeman's going to be hitting. Freeman's going to be hitting guys. in front of yeah yeah those guys are just beasts. But yeah, I think I feel like it was like two years ago we were uh, making fun of a guy for owning Riley and because he seemed like he was so trash a couple years ago and then this season I don't know just something switched and yeah he was a monster. I think- I still think some of the concerns, I mean, I like Riley, but I don't like him as high as Shorey does, but I mean, I still had him in my top five. I just think my concern with Riley is he still strikes out a lot. He strikes out, and I think it was a little over 28% last year. And he hit 303. I think his expected batting average last year was 264. So it seems like he was got a little bit lucky last year. Now, you know, if Riley's still hovering around, you know, 265, 270, and his OP, his OBP is like 350, and he's hitting 35 homers or 40 homers. I don't really give a shit. I, I do think there's some potential for him to regress a little bit because of his. There's a lot of swing and miss in Riley, um, but no, I mean everything you guys kind of said. He's going to be hitting in a good lineup because they have Acuna and Albie's locked in for a while. Hopefully they'll resign Freeman. If they do that, that that Braves lineup's going to be very dangerous again. Yeah, his, his BAPIP jumped up 88 points from uh, 2020 to 2021. So yeah, he might so have been he might have been a little lucky last year. Yep, for sure. All right, this next guy, Shorey, you traded him. The polar bear, Pete Alonzo, favorite player too. Talk I to was me. shocked when I saw you traded him. Yeah, he's my, he's not like, that it, not that it was a bad trade for you. I just thought that this no, team was going to no, be no. always yeah. on your team. I, I we I, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I am a giant Florida fan, so. The fact that Pete Alonso came out of Florida, he's a you know power hitting first base, and I love power hitters. Um, I actually had Pete Alonso higher than both of you on your list, um, and higher than Matt Olson, who I got back in, ret- in, in return for Alonso in that trade. But uh, Alonso brings everything, and I think if there's a guy that's going to get better, like if I think Austin Riley probably, I mean, you think that he'll regress, I think Pete Alonso could get a lot better. I think that his numbers could get a lot better from where he was last year. Only a 344 on base, uh, 262 batting average, um, under 900 OPS, which I thought it would be over 900, and I expect it to be over 900. That's why I have him higher. 81 runs, I feel like that's pretty low for him too because he's in the middle of the lineup. He was batting in the two spot for a little while. 37 home runs, I feel like he'll hit that easily. The guy's got unlimited power, um, 94 RBIs and three stolen bases, but... You know, I look at that Mets lineup and I just expect more from him. I, I, you know, I, I thought he would do every time it felt like he hit a home run last year. I had him on my team the whole year. I felt like it was a solo shot, which was, you know, I want a guy that can get up there and, and hit home runs with guys on bases. Lindor didn't help that any. Oh, Lindor sucked. Well, but. that's the thing is the Mets, the Mets lineup's not very good. I mean, I know they did they sign or trade Star for Starling Marte. Starling yeah. Marte, which yeah. Help, which will help a little bit. But you look at that lineup. Who else is in there that's like 
I mean, they need Lindor. They they paid Lindor to be that man, and he just hasn't. So they yeah. need that. I thought like JD Davis, Conforto. I thought those guys would be, you know, like I thought he would be but, better last year. Um, and and I, just think about something. I'm pretty sure both stunk. those guys are free agents. And yeah, no, they, they are. are. That yeah, whole team. So stunk like, even so, even if even if those guys, you know. I was a big fan of Conforto coming out, and I think and JD mm-hmm. Davis is solid too. He's a big OBP guy, but I mean they got some holes to fill on the in their lineup, and I just don't know. I think that he's always going to hit for power. I just don't know if the Mets are ever gonna. I mean, Steve Cohen seems like he doesn't give a shit about the CB. Uh, the, uh, that dude the will spend cast. money. He will spend that money. Guy's spend money. So he, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see with him in New York spending money because I, the Yankees don't usually like being out, no. you know, outspent by anybody. And Cohen is not going to be scared to throw fucking money around. It'd be cool know. if like uh, if Steinbrenner, the, the dad Steinbrenner was still there too, oh. to see them guys battle. That'd Their be payrolls would be like $500 million. Yeah. But I mean, like going <laughs> back to Alonzo, like. We know this dude can do it. He has he broke the record for the most homers by a rookie. Fifty three home runs his rookie season. So we know he has it. And I know like the biggest thing about this dude is like his raw power, eighty grade. It's high as you can go. Mm-hmm. It only goes to an eighty. The student's got an eighty already. So we know he can do it. Uh I I do think the lineup protection is one thing. So maybe if Lindor can get his finger out of his ass, then I think Alonso's value shoots up even higher than it already is. But if there's one guy you want on the Mets, like for for hitting at least it's it's gonna be Alonzo. Is it head out of his ass or his finger? Out of his ass? <laughs> I don't even know what. It... <laughs> you know what? It doesn't really matter. He's just gotta get something out of. He's his got ass. something up his ass. Is what he's got right now, but, right? You know the thing is, like Lindor though, like he had like a couple good years in Cleveland, and I think it was just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got something up on. there, dude. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we have Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. I don't think he'll be on the Oakland A's but, uh, before the season starts, or at least he won't be at by the All-Star break. But uh, big-time yeah, power hitting first people, baseman huh? from Oakland. Yeah, well, that's what Oakland does. They, they they compete for a few years, and they trade off all their assets because they don't want to spend any fucking money, like half the other teams in the league. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. But – uh, yeah, Matt Olson. I'll tell you one thing. The big thing for him last year, his OBP, you know, his OBP was 371. He trimmed his K rate from 2020, which was 31.4, down to 16.8, which is huge. His walk Massive. rate is 13.1. So if he if he can maintain, you know, those numbers, even if he regresses a little bit and it's up around 20, low 20s, I mean, he's still going to mash. And you hear a ton of rumors about him. Uh, the Yankees possibly trading for him if they strike out on Freeman. Yeah. So, he, Christ, he could hit 60 in that little fucking tin can of a ballpark in, in the Bronx. It's <laughs> 60, 120 RBIs. Now he can go up. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, I ranked Olsen ahead of Freeman. I think age obviously is a big difference. I think this is like mm-hmm. six years difference in age. But, I mean, Olsen had a higher OPS than Freeman last year. Uh, Freeman crushed him and run scored. But, I mean, across the board, Olsen – basically has better numbers than Freeman and the six years younger in age is why I put him higher. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see where he goes, but I think that's, that's one of the things about these West coast players. We go to sleep at night and these games haven't even started yet. So I think guys like Olsen, a lot of people don't even know his name 
because yeah. he's on he's on small Oregon, market Oregon too yeah small market and west coast so uh but this dude's the real deal yeah, I have Matt Olson. That's why I got back for Pete Alonzo. I feel like his best year was last year. I don't know if he'll hit those numbers again. But then again, you know, you're hearing the top two teams that are going to trade for him are possibly the Yankees and the Braves. So if he replaces, I think if he replaces Freddie Freeman, right? I mean, that lineup, those top four with Pete Alonzo, I mean, with uh, Austin Riley behind him, that's a loaded lineup. So his numbers could even get better. I don't know if like his on base and his, and his batting average will get better. Um, but his runs and his home runs and his RBIs could get better because Oakland's a big ballpark too. So it will be interesting to see where he goes. I think that they're going to shuffle him around and it might be mid year that he moves, but he could go to a nice lineup and be huge and be a top, you know, top two, two batter. I don't think he passes um, our number one guy, but I think he could easily be the number two guy. Yeah. And then, but you know, with that being said, if his K rate goes back down to pushing 30, he might be at the back end of the top 10. Yeah, because I think you know, I mean, if, his his 2020 year was was pretty bad. Bad. I mean, he's still the guy's still gonna have power. He's still gonna hit for power, but if his if he's striking out close to 30 percent of the time, it's gonna be. Uh, and because Shorey, that you know, I guess we don't have divisions in our in our league anymore. I was gonna say, I hope he does that, but. Mm. Uh, it's just one it's one big division now so and they, i mean they always talk about the, the whole big cliche with hitters in baseball it's like their 27 year old season you know and he just had his 27 year old season and i think things kind of he flipped the switch let's hope for sure all right at number two we have the hottest commodity i would say maybe other than colors career on the free agent market right now 32 year old yep. freddie freeman um yeah, I, I I wrote down age is really the only knock on this dude. I think he just produces across the board. Uh, he's not going to really steal any bases, but he'll get you about 10 or so a season. But he just does everything for your team. I think in the majors, I think he's an awesome guy for the team. He's a great clubhouse dude. Uh, and I'm just excited to see where this dude's actually going to end up. I don't think the teams they're talking about, Yankees, Dodgers, or Braves, all three are going to be great for him. So I don't think you have to worry about drafting this guy and him ending up in a bad situation. No, I mean, he's, he's not, he's definitely not going to, he's not going to go like sign with some shitty team. He's going to hit the middle of a lineup. He's going to get on base at like a 400 clip. He's going to hit 30 homers. The only thing that's weird, if you look at Freeman, I, and I wouldn't have thought this, but he, as good as he's been, He's only hit. He's only had a, over a hundred RBIs twice in his career. That's it was his. Mm-hmm. He was on some so bad I, teams, I mean, though. Yeah, and I think that's what part of it. Is. I mean, Atlanta was bad for a long time, but I think he, if you you put him in the middle of a good lineup, I think mm-hmm. if you put him in the, middle of the Dodgers lineup, or you put him in the middle of the Yankees lineup, and again with the Braves, uh, I think he's going to be pushing a hundred RBIs again, or if not over a hundred. He's just I, I don't know what it is about Freeman. I, the guy does everything so well, and he's if it, you know, he's just a stud. He's a fun player to watch too. Like if he's on your team, you're just excited because if it's a Thursday night, I mean a Sunday night baseball, and the Braves are on, you're just excited to see him. He's like the ultimate teammate. He's happy. His fans love him. His family's there. It's like it's more than fantasy. As weird as that sounds, I know that's what we're talking about, but he's just like a guy that you'd want to love to root for. And uh, yeah, if, and I swear. Oh, go ahead. If you're looking at like a three-year plan, he might be the second best player on this. But if you're looking at, I mean, because if he's 32, I mean, you're looking at a five-year plan, he's probably not number two. So, I mean, if if 
I say never get ahead of yourself. So, I mean, if you have a good team now and you want Austin Riley as a keeper, absolutely. I mean, if you, sorry, if you want Freddie Freeman as a keeper, absolutely keep him. Um, he's great. He's fun to root for. And he's exciting to watch when he's playing, too. As I look at his 2019 season, he had 113 runs. He had 38 homers, 121 RBIs, and an OPS over nine. Uh, and he finished eighth in MVP voting that season. Wild to me. Yeah. He he's always been like uh, he's been like kind of we talk about like quiet we talked about some quiet aces and like Aaron Nola how nobody really talks about. Freeman's like the like I feel like a wicked quiet superstar. Yeah. And I and I think part of that is like don't make Atlanta won the World Series last year, but if Freeman was been playing in a big he was playing in L.A. or Chicago or Boston or New York, I mean this people are going to be talking about him more than they even they they do now. I mean this he he would have been one of the top players in baseball, which he is anyway. But I mean as far as what people talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, so, and I think one thing is crazy before we move on to this next guy, the number one consensus, number one on our list, Freeman's K rate last year was 15.4 and his walk rate was 12.2. I swear that guy's going to have a fucking walk rate higher than his K rate before he's done. He just, yeah. he doesn't strike out and he walks a ton. And it's going to be interesting. Cause I don't, I can't remember the last time it's probably since what friggin' bonds is the last time somebody had a higher walk rate than K rate. Boy, I don't know. I, I don't even know the answer to that question, but it's a good trivia yeah. one. <laughs> I, don't either. I don't either. Um, all right. I should just, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to, you guys are going to give me a cigarette after I get done talking with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sure, grab a beer and listen up for a little while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's obvious. The consensus first, number one, first baseman on our list, 22 year old Vladimir. Vladdy Daddy Guerrero. I mean, what else can you say about the guy? 48 homers last year, 111 RBIs, 311, 401, 601, over one OPS. This guy is just I fucking, I love him so much. I, I just, I don't know what else to say about him. I mean, I can go on and on. He, he had a 55.2 hard hit rate, which was from top 2% of baseball. He barrels balls up at 15.1% which is, I don't have the top percentile, but it's probably like first because he's a fucking machine. And I really don't have anything else to say, so I just want to hear you guys talk about how great Vlad is, and I'll just sit over here with a smile on my face. I have written down that this has got to be the easiest, like, top ranked like of any position. So we, I've gone through and like made all of my lists for every position, and I was trying to figure out who's going to be the number one guy in each position. I think this is by far the easiest one to put at number one of any of those positions. Uh, just a metrics monster. Uh, I think the f- most fun thing about this dude is just watching him hit BP, honestly, because he makes batting practice look fucking amazing. I'll take a different stance on it, actually. Um, I think he's probably got the worst first name. In baseball. Oh, Mackenzie. That's number two. But Vladimir, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a bad time right now to have a Vladimir as your number one. I mean, <laughs> in this world, Vladimir is a bad <laughs> first name right point. now. So, I mean, you wanted me to talk great about him, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction, Gola. I do love him. Uh, obviously, I think we all know how, how great he is. But a terrible first name. Stay away from it. Don't even say it. Just uh, I'll just say Vlad. Vladdy. It's Vladdy. It's Vladdy Daddy. I love it. <clears throat> but uh, Vladimir is a very bad time right now to have that as your first name. Worse than McKenzie. Yeah. It, maybe by the end of this list, we'll have a top 10 worst name list. And, <laughs> and he'll be on it. Sure. <laughs> you know? 
I it's don't know. Not man. a good he name to have, that. man. <laughs> I didn't want to give Gola satisfaction. Yeah, well, that's all right. I don't. Uh, have I'll, I'll also. He's I'll awesome. also. I'll really also awesome. read one more thing about him. So, uh, BMI, dude. So, if you are thirty-zero <laughs> above, that is considered obese, and his BMI is considered to be thirty-two point one. So, I mean, he's not the healthiest dude in the world. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh my God! He's you injury prone. Can... We don't know that for sure, but he's injury prone. He's not. No, <laughs> it's not proven, shoes. but you know, if you look, he did out... miss one game last year, man. <laughs> yeah, he's injury prone. Injury prone. <laughs> yeah, probably a double header. Oh, I love Vlad Guerrero so much. Yeah, what he did at the season I... is he's monstrous. Awesome. I will awesome. say this, and that's what's crazy is, I mean, he was. If it wasn't for the year that Shohei had, I mean, oh. Vlad's are the MVP easily. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not, you know, I can't make the argument for, uh, well, I probably could make an argument for him because I love him so goddamn much. If but. these 10 guys that we listed, by the way, had a home run derby, it would be incredible. The these only one that would, the... I wouldn't want to see, other than Bryant. Yeah, Bryant. I don't know, man. Even Bryant, like, coming up had like you know a future 80 grade for power i mean he has obviously not even come close to touching that but he has it it just he hasn't put it together on mlb field but yeah no i mean but these guys are freaking loaded with with power at first base it's not the deepest position but they do have power if is there anybody on this list if you're looking at it that i mean the guys we have like nine ten um maybe even eight but is there anybody in the top like five, six that you think that if they have a really bad year would slide out of this? Yeah. Oh, well, I think Matt Olson could slide out of it for sure. I don't. I think Pete Alonso is more of like a safe bet. I think Freddie Freeman is a safe bet. I I don't think Austin Riley slides out. He plays multiple positions. He's only twenty four years old. But I think if if Olson has a bad year, he could easily slide out of it. I'm thinking Riley's that guy if he has a bad season, just because he's only done it once. I think Olson's had a longer yeah. track record of doing and it. And Olson's consistent with power. Yeah, so I mean, I think if anyone could slip out, it could be Riley. But do I expect him to? No. Uh, I I don't know how much further he can move up the list to me. It's because the guys in front of him are. How about how about anybody outside the list? Do you think anyone outside the list can can find their way in the top ten next year, or top five? From uh, ooh, top five. I don't know about top five. I think it's gonna be pretty tough to to break into the you know Vlad Freeman Olson Alonzo and Riley. I mean, other than Torque, maybe, but he's not. He's on the list. Yeah. Um, if you're talking keepers, uh, let me take a look right now. I, so I've been saying it all along. Nick Prado from from the Royals. I love him. I know he's got a ton of power, but I mean, he's one of those guys who has potential to jump up there. He's probably going to get a shot at the MLB right away. So if he comes out and he hits 25 home runs at at 23 years old. He has, to me, he has a shot at cracking the top five, especially if, say, if Freddie Freeman gets hurt or something like that. He could fall because of age. Um, I don't think out of the top ten, but he could slip to, like, six or seven. Um, I mean, I had I had Jared Walsh at ninth on my list. I, I don't know if he's going to crack top five. He's but 29, though, right? 28, I had written okay. out. I'll tell you, here's a guy, a guy for me that I could I, – if he does what I think he could do this year, sliding in at least the top ten is Alex Karoloff. I like Karoloff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a tough tough year coming up. Mm-hmm. Some injuries and stuff, but I think yep. Karoloff's a guy that you can see shoot up a ton of rankings as far as keeper. And if you know if he maintains, I think he played 30 games at first last year. So Karoloff's a guy um, that 
if with a good year, would will probably definitely slide into this into this yeah, top a, ten. I for think that's me. a great call. Good name. I we didn't we didn't pre-plan that either that that segment. So it was nice to that you grabbed his name because I agree mm-hmm. he could easily make it. Yeah, a lot of the lists you look at, he's up there anyway. He's already top ten, and yeah, and he's and he's still only what uh, he's twenty four. Yeah, yeah, that's young. So I mean, a lot some of the guys on our top prospect list are twenty four. You know, uh, right. the the third baseman for the Rangers, he's we have Jung. him really high. The yeah, Jung. And Jung. Josh Jung, and and he's just as young as him. So we, uh, I don't know how how much you guys, how many you guys wrote down here, but I asked the guys to probably come up with a, a, a couple names for that. You might be targeting in redraft leagues. If you don't have any of these guys, um, I know most of our focus has been dynasty, but there are some people, a lot of people um, that play just strictly redraft. So you guys, any, any, any players that aren't on this list that you might be targeting in redraft leagues that might be older or even just, you know, just not as uh, not as valuable as some of these younger guys. I mean, he might be a free agent, but one guy who had a monster season last year, I don't think he's keepable, but is CJ Cron was in the Rockies last year. Is he a free agent? I see. Oh, I think he's still with the Rockies. He's still there. So I I think that's a, yeah, yeah, I think that's a solid pick. I, I I don't, I can pull his numbers up in front of me, but I don't have it right now, but I'll tell you right now. He had, he had a 375 OBP last year and uh, 28 homers. So Mm -hmm. he's a guy that you could wait a little while on during your draft. And you're going to get good numbers, uh, good power numbers, good OBP, and he's hitting in the best ballpark in freaking the majors. Yeah, I mean, he might, might lose his RBIs a little bit with stories not there anymore. But, I mean, 32 years old, he's not a keeper. So, yeah. We, we, yeah, he was, an, he was a, two names that we, that sh- were always in here for the past 10 years are Goldie and Votto. Votto, yeah. Um, both those guys were consistent last year. Votto really fell off a couple of years ago, and he seemed to get it back last year. And he probably helped a lot of teams go to the championship or, and win championships because he was amazing. So I, both those guys, if you don't have one of these top ten guys and you get them, and and especially in a redraft league, I'm I'm pretty happy with both of them. Yeah, a couple Even, other names I had down oh, here. What, go ahead. No, I was going to say one of the uh, one of the other names I had down here was you can get him. I think well, we so our league's on fan tracks. So he's he's post 300 in the ADP on Fantrax is Jesus Aguilar from Miami. He he's got good power. His OBP fluctuates quite a bit, but he's gonna be hitting right in the middle of that lineup. They get a lot of a lot of guys coming up that show some promise. So Aguilar is a guy that uh, you might be able to wait on drafting one of these uh these stud first basemen to pick some guy up, you know, post 300, and uh, provide you some value there at first base. For sure. Uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, I think you won the MVP in the shortened season. There was a Jose Abreu there. It seems it seems like there's a lot of just mid 30s first basemen who are still really decent. I just they're not. It's hard to keep these guys. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you can still keep Abreu, but I don't think you can expect to keep him for you know two or three more years on the road. Yeah. But he's uh, he's in a great lineup, and I just think he's just gonna keep producing those RBI numbers for you. But yeah, Kev, I agree on Abreu. He's like he's so consistent. I mean, the guy's he's gonna hit 30 homers. He's gonna drive in 100 runs. He's gonna have a you know a mid threes OVP. Uh, he's just he's gonna cost you a little bit more. I mean, I think Abreu's still probably going in the top four or five rounds because you know he is producing. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, probably from a keeper standpoint, he's the value's not there. But redraft, Abreu's still a stud for sure. 
And the, and the, yeah, the only other guy I wanted to mention, and, and, I, and I don't know, he's probably not going to get the at-bats, and it's going to be curious. And, Gio, I would like to get your opinion on what, what you think is going to happen with him. Uh, but by all accounts, the, uh, the, the Yanks are probably going to you know, look to make a move at first base. But I, I, I always like Luke Voigt. I kind of liked what he, uh, what he brought to the table. I just don't know if he just hasn't gotten the at-bats. So if he gets the at bats, especially if he's in Yankee Stadium, I th- I think Boyd's going to be valuable again. But I just I just don't see it this year. Um, I feel like it's injuries with think? that dude, don't you think? It seems like he just can't stay on the field for longer than like a couple weeks, and something else has happened with him. But uh, I feel like he's had his opportunity, and he just hasn't seized it at, at that position. And I I don't blame the Yankees for looking elsewhere. I I think if he's uh, if he could have pulled something together, then the Yankees wouldn't have to worry about this situation, but he hasn't proven he can stay on the field and, and put the numbers up. I think he had one decent year. I don't know if it was the COVID year or not, but uh, one thing I want to say about first base is that it seems like, it seems like it's not the deepest, the greatest position I want to say uh, for fantasy wise, just maybe because it was so good 10, 15 years ago. But I think if you're not keeping a lot of these guys, there's still a lot of value at first base where you can find guys like yeah. in the draft or further down in the order of like this, this guy's like Ryan Mountcastle. Like I know he's in the Orioles, but I feel like that dude can still put up 30 home runs. Um, yeah. I know you mentioned Carroll earlier, but Trey Mancini is, he's eligible. Like Rizzo's still decent. Yuli Gurriel is a good batting average I thought, guy. I thought Nate Zach Lope was going to could... ask you about Bobby Dahlbeck. Yeah. So I had the Bobby chain going in the background uh, and, and Bobby, Bobby in uh, August, September, over, well, in August alone had above 1200 OPS. Yeah. And it was, was in September. And in September, this, he was above 900. So yeah. he stunk at the end of the year. We know that he, he lost a lot of the bats, but it seemed like once um, Schwarber got there and took his at bats away a little bit or added to the lineup, Bobby Dahlbeck was so much better. So mm-hmm be interesting him too and i know kev has him so like that's why i thought zach was gonna ask him about him no Sorry. i was just more so no that's fine but and i think that the uh with first base kind of piggybacking off what kev said you know unless you get some of the guys at the top of the list every guy that you take you know further down is gonna they're gonna have their flaws like i'm looking you know you look here uh, and this is just strictly projections uh but or we can i guess i can look at last year year to date but you look at some of the first basemen, and it's like, you know, Miguel Sano. I mean, the guy's OVP and batting average are shit, but he's still probably going to hit you three, you know, 30 homers a year. Yeah. His, so his exit velocity was extremely high. Yeah. Big Bra- Brandon Belson. Brandon Belson, another guy. He's not flashy as all hell, but he's probably going to push 25 homers, and he's going to have a really solid OBP. So yeah. it, it, they, they, don't, they don't have a lot of the top end. I mean, they have elite talent at the top. It's not as deep with the elite mm-hmm. talent as it used to be, but I do agree with you, Kev. I think there's a lot of value even further down the draft boards than, than, than some of these other positions. One like dude who's base, sticking out to me who I think could have like a huge jump this year uh, is Nate Lowe on the Rangers. This dude, his his raw power is a 65 grade. His game power is 60. His hip hut tool can be a 55. And now he's got... Uh, uh, Seeger and uh, and Semyon hitting in front of him. So, I mean, the opportunities are going to be there for this guy. So, I think if there's someone maybe you want to uh, try to target that's not really as probably going as high yeah. on average draft, I think Nate Lowe's not a solid solid yeah. pick. Totally. No, for sure. So that's a good call, Jay. 
I think that's it for first baseman. Are you guys uh, all set? I want to hear a. Yeah. Uh, we got a trade grade today. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got a trade grade. Uh, let's bring it up. Who do we have? Oh, this comes from Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch uh, at Gmail. Well, this is great. This is uh, Jack Flaherty for Teoscar Hernandez. Um, it's a one for one trade. Uh, depends if you need pitching or hitting. Honestly, I think I like Hernandez a lot more, especially being in that Toronto lineup. But it's uh, the, probably the best lineup to be in. I think he's going to have a ton of runs, RBIs, home runs. He was really a breakout player last year. And then Jack Flaherty, you know, I, I, well, I droppable, so can't say a, enough a that he's going to have a 4.8 ERA, mark it down, caution, Jack Flaherty, don't touch him. If, if I am Mike, it looks like Mike got him. Um. I can't really tell who got who, but if Mike, you got Jack Flaherty, <laughs> I would I would ask to turn that trade back. I would not want Jack Flaherty. I would want to keep Toscar. So give me Toscar. Tosca. That's uh, so whoever it's for me. Whoever got Jack, wait, 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 wait. whoever got Fla- Jack Flaherty is an F. Uh, Toscar on the hand. Is sorry. A, I'm sorry. Plus. What is Toscar? Yeah, it's like his name. Look at it. Hey, Oscar. I know I've said Dale's good to get it, but you never heard. <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, Dale's good. No, yeah. dude, I'm sorry, dude. I've never heard that before. No, I thought it's you good. Were just fucking it. No, up. no, 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 no. I've, I've heard it as a joke before, Toscar, because it's, oh, okay. it's like if you look at it quick. Holy shit, guy! I was like, holy fuck, man. I know you <laughs> fuck names up, but that's that's Toscar's. Nope. B plus, B plus for Hernandez. Whoever got him, uh, F because Flaherty's caution. Don't want him. Listen, listen, I, I would rather have the Tiosca side, too. I, I would rather have hitting over pitching. Situations might warrant you to grab pitching. But would I be shocked at the end of this year if Tiosca falls back and Flaherty comes back up here? No. But would that still mean I would rather have Flaherty over Tiosca? I don't think so. I think I think no matter what, I'm taking the hitting and the pitching in this. Yeah, I'm probably with you guys. Um, I'd rather have the hitting side of it uh, with Tay Oscar or Toscar, as Shorey was saying. Um, but I guess it really depends on how your roster is constructed. I mean, if if you're if you're looking to keep uh, another pitcher or so, and you you have a, a lot of depth on your uh, hitting side of it, it makes sense because I mean, I'm I'm not definitely not as low on on Flaherty as Shorey is. Um, Shorey's treating him like he's you know. I don't know, Casey Fossum, but uh, I just pulled that name. That's a name. (laughs) What a freaking name. But I know I, I would tend to lean on the the Hernandez side just because of his, the lineup he's in and where he's going to hit in that lineup. But it's a, I think it's a fairly fair, fair deal to me. Hey, er, thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, Keep giving us, you know, the, the, the ratings, um, Telling us what we can do better, what you like. We really appreciate it. You can always reach us at baddadbaseball at gmail.com. Once again, thank you, everybody. Follow us on Twitter. And follow us on Twitter, too. Oh, and also, before we uh, before we take off, we're going to next on uh, Wednesday, second base, and then we'll probably give us some uh, final four predictions. That Ooh. sounds like a plan, baby. Love it. I'll be ready. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah.